Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast, the nerdy podcast hosted by two northern nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. I can't get these words out and, today. <laughs> and today we're finally doing it. It's finally here. We are going to be talking all about Scream. I'm so excited. No, I was expecting you to actually scream. <laughs> But no, we're not going to go to them standards just yet. <laughs> not just yet. Yes. Might get one later on, but not just, oh, I am so excited for this. When you recommended doing Scream, I was well up for it. Well, it, it is iconic. Like, it's, when it comes to horror films, it is up there for in the, in the top, I would say, when we include slashes in the top five easily. Um, it's not on par with things like Halloween and stuff, but it changed the way how horror films work. Because at the time... Horror films back in the day were terrible. And back in, I think in the 90s especially, this kind of gave it a, a shot in the arm. We had a lot of different films that come out after this uh, just mm-hmm. because of Scream. And it made horror films fun again. And that's what I think was really missing about Because even for a horror film, this film is fun. I watched it the other night Massively. and I, I enjoyed it. And uh, like I said, this week I've tried to do my homework a little bit more and I've watched all four of the Screams. And even, like I said, the levels go up and down, like I say, in quality, but they're still entertaining. They're still, like mm-hmm. I say, got the basics right. Um, and as, as I said, with, with horror films, they did always form this rules and form, formulate. You knew what was going to happen. And this kind of like flipped through that book out of the way, way and it made it a little bit more special, shall we say? Oh, definitely. It saved a genre because mm-hmm. at the time, um, when Halloween came out, Halloween was massive it mm-hmm. that opened up the slasher genre even though it's not the first it opened up the slasher genre mm-hmm. and then just more and more and more and around about the end of the 80s it was so like daunting people were sick to death of it like mm-hmm. absolutely sick of the slasher genre so it took a massive break and horror films were really relying on slashes mm-hmm. that was what we were getting and then all of a sudden scream came out yeah Written by the guy who did Dawson's Creek. <laughs> like, how does that happen? But it was refreshing. It was the way it was teens at the time. It was so different. Mm-hmm. And having that massive twist in it. Because mm-hmm. it was huge. Yeah. It was a big twist. But it wasn't scared to poke fun at itself as well. That was the thing. A lot of the horror films did start taking themselves too seriously or go the opposite mm-hmm. side. And did go well where scream has gone now with the sequels it, that's all we were getting we were getting like freddy one two three four five two, six three, four. uh and then jason, jason was the same jason and like say then they start going to extremes like jason takes manhattan then we've got the, the brilliantly amazing jason x jason in space <laughs> wow. i don't know if that was before or after scream but uh yeah, I, can't, I can't remember. I kind of generally remember. I've never seen it, to be honest. <coughs> I'm not a massive... I like. I love the first one, but I'm not a massive Jason fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but Halloween went down the same route. Yeah. Halloween, oh, one, two, three, four, five. But this six, this, this actually... Four. But this this actually helped bring out... Uh, bring Halloween back a bit, because Halloween H2O yeah. came out with this, and I think it was written, again, by... Uh, Kevin Williamson, the guy who did Dawson's Creek, who he actually wrote, I know what he did last summer as well. Um, 
Well, that doesn't surprise us then. But we say give him a career. I know he's not probably doing too much now. I know he's an executive producer on Scream 5, but I don't think he's had anything to do with the writing side of things as well, which, again, it's it's a good take. But, yeah, I can still remember being introduced to Scream as well, like, um, because... Us being as young as we are, we weren't old enough to go to the pictures to see this when it first came out at the cinema. But I, nope. do, re- um, I do remember going to the cinema and seeing the trailer. And the trailer was, like I say, it's a little bit different to what you're expecting, especially when you're seeing, like I say, I think it was, a, I can't remember the film I was seeing at the time, but it came on, you got the, uh, like I say, the, the, the Dimensions logo that flashes up. Mm-hmm. And um, you just hear that voice, uh, What's your favourite scary movie? Um, <laughs> but, but the thing that, but the thing that always like got me about the trailer as well. <clears throat> this was how clever Scream was. It got you in by saying this is a huge actress, Drew Barrymore, and mm-hmm. the whole trailer was kind of based on her. And that's yep. aspects I remember seeing. Like, see, I know me and Sam's talked about. We're going to do a like a revisiting of the original Scream trailer as well in a few minutes just to see, yeah. um, and we'll get that on, on the podcast as well, so you can, you can see it. So we'll hear it if you listen on Spotify. Or, or, yeah, <coughs> it. But it's just an interesting take, seeing how trailers have changed through the years as well. But like, I remember going to the Metro Centre and seeing it and just being totally like obsessed, even just with the trailer and saying, I need to see this film. So I had to wait for it, because back in the day, we didn't get copies like we do on, like, two minutes ago, like I know uh, Suicide Squad came out the cinema last week and there's a copy to, to watch now, like a 4K copy out there, yeah. which is crazy. But uh, we had to wait for it to come to Blockbuster. <clears throat> then there was the movie rentals. Then if you wanted to own it, you had to wait six months after that to actually buy the the, the stupid thing. So um, what, what was your first memories of, of being on the screen? <laughs> so mine's really different to yours. I cannot remember seeing a trailer um, I, <laughs> I, I, we got this from the man in the van who <laughs> right, okay. came down the street. Um, me and my friends, I've been into horror since I can remember. Um, so to get a new horror film was, was nothing new for us. I remember going to my friend's house with all my girlfriends were there, all of us. Um, and we sat and it was close to Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was close to Christmas. <clears throat> we sat and watched it. We were like, we were the kids who wanted the American lifestyle. Right. Okay. We wanted the, you know, the see by the bell experience. The bell <laughs> experience. So this was right up our street. It was the whole American teen experience, which we were mm-hmm. so much like craving for. Um, <laughs> I know what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so we 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 watched it. Um, at the time, literally not two seconds away from where I'm sitting right now, and me and my friend who lived over the road, when it was finished, we walked home. We were going to have our tea, and then we were going to meet up later on, as you do. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I get home. I'm having my tea, sorting myself out, ready to meet up with the girls later. And Catherine, who lived over the road, um, called us, crying our eyes out. Right, okay. And I was like, what's the matter? And she was like, I'm just getting a phone call asking what my favourite scary movie is. How does this person know that I've seen it? And I'm like, oh, that, that's that's un- that's a bit strange. And I said, Catherine, give us two minutes. I'll call you back. I rings my friends up, who is still at my other friend's house where we just watched the film. I was like, what are you doing? 
and they're like, yeah, if she rings again, tell them that you've had a phone call and say you're number two because we've told Catherine she's number one. Oh, God. <laughs> and they really put the frighteners up at And I was like, how gullible can you actually be? We've just sat and watched a film. <clears throat> like, about a, like a, a slasher. Like, why would you? Oh, it was so ridiculous. But yeah, she got herself all worked up to the point where her mom comes to see my mom and they're going to ring the police. And I had to say, listen, <laughs> it's a joke. Um, but that was my the first time I ever watched Scream. So it went a bit over the extreme then. It went, it did. It was so, we were like literally wetting ourselves laughing, especially when Catherine was in on the joke. Yeah. We were wetting ourselves laughing because we really did like, we, we, <laughs> We thought our whole lives were horror movies. Like we were just like that's what we were. Uh, we just loved the experience of it. And I've and that, since then, like I'm not saying that cemented my love in horror because it was already there. Mm-hmm. It just elevated it yeah. more, and it's still to this day one of my favorites. No, like it, say, it I, still holds up. Yeah, that, that that's what I was going to say. Watching it the other night, like um. Like coming in, for, like finishing work and putting the horror film on. Uh, normally, I'm sitting there either on my phone, just like trying to it's background mm-hmm. noise. But Scream still captivates; it still keeps us entertained, and you still, um, you still wanting people to survive that that die and stuff. So you think, like, um, like, and the cast with the first one was perfectly cast. Everything, mm-hmm. like everything, one in it was brilliantly done, and, um. It's it's still like and things that you you do pick up after you watch as well like the little sound bites and the little uh, like say the music we use as well is so cleverly mm-hmm. done like I only noticed a few years ago and it was only because Nick pointed it out that um, when the, the like the bedroom scene with uh, Billy and uh, Sydney when he climbs through mm-hmm. a window and they're cuddling up on the on the bed and they're trying, he's trying to push his luck it, in the sound effect in the, in the music behind it's don't feel the reaper. Yes, I do know. I do know that. Yes, um, I do know that. I watch a lot of a lot of videos on Scream because there's a massive fan base out there. Like it's huge, and somebody actually did the. Oh my god, what are you doing? Hello, sweet girl. <laughs> if so you're not sweet. watching on YouTube, then Paul has just brought his new kitten on the screen. This is Dinah. Yeah, she's just just attacking us at the moment, so try and ignore her. She's a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I watched all these videos, and there's one where it it shows you who killed who, Mm -hmm. but there's one bit that they can't explain, and it's when they're they're shopping for food for the party, Mm -hmm. the person there, because... The person in the shop is then not a second later, in a second, because the, the timing is meant to be at the same time when Dewey and the officer are outside, mm-hmm. run past them there. There's no explanation as to who's who there. Um, but that was, but apart from that, they pinpointed who mm-hmm. did which one. All right. I never, never looked into that. Like, see, um, but as an iconic look as well, the scream mask, like, well, sorry, the ghost face, shall we ghost say, face. was absolutely... Like, no, it is scary, but it's also like see anything. I know the lampooned it a little bit, and like see a scary movie and stuff like that. But um, I wasn't too keen on the screen TV show changes and stuff to no, make. Um, no, 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 no. 
oh, that's bad. Let's give a little um, statistics. So Scream came out in 1996. Mm -hmm. It scored 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is a really good score mm -hmm. for a slasher horror. Yeah. I think that's pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, directed by the iconic Wes Craven mm -hmm. and screenplay done by Kevin Williamson. Starring Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Skeech Ulrich, Matthew Lillard, Henry Winkler. Yes, uh, the fonts. <laughs> Rose McGowan, Jamie Kennedy, and did I miss anyone else out? I don't think so. Oh, no, Jamie Drew Barrymore. Kennedy. Drew Barrymore, <laughs> that was it. Drew Barrymore. And it was inspired by the, and I, wrote, I have wrote this down because I knew I, I couldn't say it earlier. Gainesville, Florida, the Gainesville, Florida murders that happened in 1990 by mm -hmm. Danny Harold Rowland, who then became known as the Gainesville Ripper. And mm -hmm. from what I read, he taunted people, are you looking for your cat? Yeah, she's biting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're just swishing around all over the Sorry. place. Sorry. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Oh, bless her. But yeah, he was known as the Gainesville Ripper. And from what I read, and it was only briefly what I read, that um, he terrorised people with a phone call, mm -hmm. and then and then and, killed and, them. All right, I never actually heard that. I, I, I never knew it was based on, like, not true but kind of factual information. So yeah, inspired that. by the Gainesville River. Mm, interesting, but no, um, like I say, as a as a teenager when this first came out, it was the film just to be seen with your friends and stuff as well. I remember as well, even the, the D, like, I was going to say DVD, it wasn't even DVD, it was VHS. Uh, it was VHS? <laughs> yeah, when it first came out, uh, the cover was like quite iconic because it was like white, um, had like, say, Drew Barrymore's uh, face and big eyes mm -hmm. on, and it just had the word scream across. So as, that's what I couldn't get when I first saw the film, like how they killed off. Uh, Casey Drew Barrymore's character right at the start. I was like, right, you've got us in because I thought it was a Drew Barrymore film. And she doesn't even last it past the first 10 minutes, which was brilliant done. And things I liked it about as well, and they made jokes about this as well. She didn't go out upstairs. She didn't hide. She tried to get out the door as, as what normal people would do. And she was so close to freedom. But, um, but was she though? What was she? <laughs> I, I watched, I have watched that scene again. And um, she has all the time in the world mm -hmm. to run to her parents mm -hmm. and she doesn't. And it's infuriating. But answer me this, because I did watch the opening scene again last night, mm -hmm. just the opening. And how in the hell did they kill her boyfriend? Well, the lights were off, so nobody. But nobody's in front of him. No. no one's in front of him. No one's behind him, and all of a sudden, his guts just start whoop mm. on right in front of him. If there's no, I just don't get it. I don't. <laughs> that's a, there's a couple of bits of this film that do knock me a little bit. Oh yeah, I've that got being, a little, certainly. Like my biggest gripe is when Sydney gets attacked, and the next day she's at school. Who the fuck goes to school after? Who does that? <laughs> who does that? And, um, and then Billy goes was, to school after being arrested wearing the same clothes as he was wearing in the police cell the night before. With his black <laughs> fingers as well. Like, do you not get a wash? Like, do you not go home and get a wash? Do you not take the D off? Why do you go into school when you've just been branded, in your words, Billy, as the candy man? Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, the exorcist line rips a hole through my eardrum. I say eardrum because <laughs> I can't hear out of one of my ears, so it's only one. The 
when he says, exorcism is on, and I thought of you. I would have drop kicked him back out of that window for saying that line. Um, another line of dialogue that really pisses me off, and I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before, is the line, Do, um, nobody knew what Hannibal Lecter did what he did. That really fucks me off because we do know why he did what he did. That yeah, line, he, he takes out imperfection. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be perfect. He takes out the imperfections of the world. We know why he did it for. I really hate that line. <laughs> it really grinds my gears. But that's just me. It's just because I'm a huge Thomas Harris fan. But yeah, they're like the tiniest little gripes. The rest yeah. of it is just absolutely phenomenal. Matthew Lillard is the star of this yes. film. And I still get freaked out when he gets so excited at the end when he's <coughs> shouting, it's a scream baby, and he decides to slaver all over the, everyone. You, you know they've just been showered in that scene as well. <laughs> the, um, they, they say the last scene with Matthew Lillard, they basically just let him let him go. Yeah. Like every, The majority of it is improvised mm-hmm. because you can't really script him. Yeah. You can give him pointers, but he's best off just reacting to the situation mm-hmm. and he does it so perfectly. He is the standout for me. Like Nick Campbell his pants out of us sometimes. Yeah. She really does. I thought Rose McGowan is phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And she looks amazing as well. <clears throat> like I say, yeah. I, normally I prefer brunette, but that like I say as a blonde, she did pull it off. Um but, she is absolutely great. Yeah, but that's the thing I got from the whole like watching all four of the uh, the when he said stab movies, that's why it's been in my head. Uh, the screen movies that um Neve Campbell really doesn't she's she's just one t- tone and it, it, I know it's all about her and stuff, but like I say, I was always more entertained when the other characters like Courtney Cox was yeah. brilliant as well. She was so entered in as Gail Weathers. Dewey was, was lovable. Um, Gail's, and- Gail's character was such a surprise because like Courtney's character as Gail was such a surprise because we only knew her as Monica mm-hmm. and we, we knew her very well as Monica at that time. I knew knew her from He-Man, so that's different. (laughs) (laughs) And Ace Ace Ventura. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Predominantly Mm. at the time on telly, she was Monica Gallery. Yeah, as as a bitch, as a bit of an arsehole. Yes, Um, as someone completely different to the Monica, it was was so great to see. And as the films got on, a lot of the characters went down in quality. Hers seemed to get better. That was a, mm-hmm. the big thing I noticed. Even in Scream 4, the writing was abysmal. I'll be honest with you. Like some of the things that was uh, said, like lines-wise, we were watching last night going, really? It's just cringeworthy. Um, mm-hmm. But even, like I say, she was the standout in all of that. But when you look at the cast throughout the Scream films as well, I know we mentioned the ones from the first one, but if you think about yeah. the, the others as well, um, like I say, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy was in Scream 2. Doesn't last long, she but she is. Um, like Parker Posey in Scream 3. Uh, is, uh, like I do say, like Parker Posey. <laughs> she was really good in that. Uh, you've got Jada Pinkett Smith in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, you've got yeah, Jerry McCarthy, O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Jenny, yeah, Jerry McCarthy. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many. This um, Bloody, oh my God. Emma Roberts. In mm-hmm. the fourth one, yeah, that's half the reason I, I, I like the fourth one because I'm I love Emma Roberts. I mm-hmm. think she is 
brilliant for the horror genre. She plays the bitch so well. Okay, and I, I, I don't mind the fourth one. Watch it again. It's, it's a, I liked it when it first came out, but when you watch it back to back with the others, it is the weakest one, to be honest. I thought Scream 3 was always the poorest one, but this one... Uh, <laughs> I not <was>, either. <laughs> I generally don't mind the third one. There is some question. A lot of it is questionable. The whole mm-hmm. killer of that one is so questionable. But um, yes. they really were running out of ideas. Like I think, they were, I think they were just trying to hold on to the idea of, like, say, going back. Like, poor Maureen Prescott, her, her reputation was tarnished by the end of the <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah, see, the poor woman. All she was doing was just being her mum, but uh, like I said, sleeping around with basically everyone and, and then getting uh, gang raped in the scene of the movie theatre was a bit uh, uh, over the top for we, my liking, but we still. For, yeah, we forgot one, we, we forgot another actor, um, Lily Leave Schleiber. I can oh, never say his name properly, I'm sorry. but um, call him Sabertooth. It's <laughs> <laughs> Cotton Weary. Like, mm. he was. I, I wanted. I was devastated when he got killed off. I thought I really wanted to see more of him because yeah. I generally like Liv as a um, as an actor. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh bummer, like, that's a bit shit. Yeah. But going back to the original cast, mm-hmm. Skeet Ulrich, Johnny Depp. Wow, Johnny Depp. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the only reason he knows this is the only reason he got cast is because mm-hmm. he looked like Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you have you ever looked up some of the names of the people? Oh my god, is she still diving around your feet? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, don't worry. Um, you know some of the some of the names of the people who were who mm-hmm. auditioned for that no. role. No, go for it. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, um, awful. Yep. Hence the reason why he got it, uh, quite a, a, a big. Oh god, who else was it? There was some really noticeable names. Now it's the they've just gone off. At, I thought I memorized them all, and I haven't. He was the only one I could memorize was Freddie Prince Jr. Apparently, <laughs> well, it makes sense because now, now, now you know where he got his part from. I, I know what he did last summer. So, which oh, honestly, I really don't mind that film. It's not one of my favorites, but I generally don't mind it. Yeah. But he is so he's as flat as a fart in that film. Mm-hmm. But he's too much of a nice guy, though. That's the thing. He's he's always got to be like the sweet guy and stuff. That's why he was always good in teen. Uh, Teen romps or teen comedies and stuff because he like he's got the baby face, and um that's why he was so good yeah. as, as Fred and Scooby Doo as well. <laughs> I do like um she's all that, so he did yeah. pretty well on that one. <laughs> I'm just trying to find. I've had it here earlier. There was like there was some really like big names, um, but yeah, Skeet Ulrich was cast as Billy Loomis partly because he resembled Johnny Depp. <laughs> that was a given, um. Oh, where is it? They always wanted Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore yeah. and Rose McGowan. They were they were definite. Mm-hmm. Um, where is it? Oh, Joaquin Phoenix oh, actually wow. turned down the role for Billy Loomis. Right. So he was offered it and turned it down. Freddie Prince auditioned for Stu. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a big massive list of them of people. Melissa Joan Hart, Brittany Murphy, Alicia Witt, Melanie Le- Lesky, Melinda Clark all auditioned for uh, Sydney Prescott. Right. Um, Beckerin Mayer and Jason Lee mm-hmm. auditioned for the role of Randy. Right. I yeah. could not picture <laughs> Jason Lee playing Randy. No, it would just be Brody from Morrots. <laughs> exactly. Um, but Jamie Kennedy was brilliant. Yeah. There's a, that, that scene with Jamie. 
Kennedy shouting at Jamie Lee Curtis mm -hmm. to do exactly what you want <laughs> Jamie Kennedy to do is to turn round <laughs> and he doesn't is genius. That is so meta, it's unreal. That's one thing I loved I about Scream as well is because um, like not many horror films kind of reference themselves and like and mentioned other horror films and like I said this was like a movie fan or movie buff stream type thing um they say this film is literally it was created around the world of horror mm -hmm. so and so every reference of a horror film was going to be mentioned mm -hmm. that was what kevin wanted yeah so I, even like say when asking the questions like uh, who was the killer in friday the 13th originally like say and get to and the killer sounded so pleased when she said Jason as well. It was like, you're wrong. It's Mrs. Voorhees. So um, mm -hmm. it's, it was always a good little uh, twist there. But um, what, I, what I was going to do now, just to, like I said, I don't know mm -hmm. if you want to do it. Um, we'll watch the trailer. Yeah. Um, and see how much it's changed. Because uh, like I say, modern trailers now are, are very flashy and showing a lot of the film. Uh, we might even, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of dun dun dun, dun dun dun, <laughs> and then movement, movement to the dun dun dun. It's not like yeah. that then. <laughs> it wasn't no. like that back then. <laughs> no, we, we we did. Like I said, I'm hoping. I think it is. Um, have the voiceover guy who had who has the best voice in the business. I don't. We don't hear too much from him these days. But um, he's dead. Oh right, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's probably why. Dead. That's that's. He died a few years ago. I watch a I watch a YouTube channel called Hollywood Graveyards, and he mm -hmm. was on there. And yes, he died a few years ago. Right. May he rest in voice, heaven, peace. Good. Well, like I say, we can't go through a podcast at all without Sam mentioning who died. So that's always <laughs> got to keep the record going. <laughs> can't go can't go through a day without doing it. To be honest, so <laughs> that's who I am. Cool. Right. Let so me just right. skip this family plan channel. Right. You ready? Cool. So three, two. One go. That's a long, long <laughs> wait of audience approval. <laughs> Still going. Oh. Yes. oh. <laughs> oh, the proper cheesy music in the background, isn't it? <laughs> Flips the switch there. Right, phone would have been put down. Nine one one would have been wrong. <laughs> There's the voice. Had <laughs> <laughs> to use Tatum's picture. I'll be right back.
Wow. I would not that watch that film. <laughs> that was pretty intense, that, mind. Oh. I really enjoyed that. Um, I got a fun fact, actually, about, you know, the scene where she's at the door mm-hmm. and Dewey comes out after he's just been shot or stabbed or one of them. And her voice says, no. Mm-hmm. Her lips say, no. Mm-hmm. What she, and then, but what actually comes out of her mouth is Dewey. Mm -hmm. So they didn't like her no, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't be asked to reshoot it. So they got her to voice dub it. Right. So Dewey is, so what, if you watch that scene again, you will see Nave Campbell go no, Mm -hmm. and Dewey coming out of her mouth. All right. Did not know that. Fun fact. Fun fact. Um, Yeah, it it was very made for TV movie-ish, that. (laughs) Very, very much so. But how clever was it that they kept Drew Barrymore throughout mm-hmm. the trailer mm-hmm. very much so because like she, she didn't leave the, the trailer yeah because before this i don't think neve campbell had done anything as big i don't think uh the craft had been out again or anything like that or was this bef- after the craft Ooh, hang on i've got my list from the horror films i'm sure i had the date on there mm-hmm. um oh my god how many have we done mm-hmm. i have so- <laughs> I have a big list. <laughs> um, horror films are crap. 96. Yeah, it's around about the same time. Same year. Same year. Yeah, same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, before that was Body of Five. <laughs> yes. So, I'd say, when you look at the cast, what they've went on and do, done now since they've left, um, like I say, mm-hmm. a screen probably did open the door for a lot of these actors or actresses, which is only a good thing. And probably did use Drew Barrymore as the big... Cause when you think about it, she was the big actress at the time. I know Courtney Cox as well, but she, yeah, but she Drew Barrymore was literally crawling our way back through Hollywood because she mm. went through that very very short period of dysfunctional time for Drew. Mm-hmm. So she was really clawing our way back. And mm-hmm. um, Neve was not a was she might have been a household name for Americans mm-hmm. because of Party of Five, but for us, yeah. like no, not so. really. Yeah. Um, David Arquette, never heard of him before the screen films. Mm-hmm. No, that because he no, no, wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, because he tried to do a few more different films and stuff, but didn't really do too many things. Um, actually, I know he did Eight Legged Freaks. He done a wrestling. I he was... love Eight Legged Freaks. I think that is one of the most up to date B horror movies mm-hmm. that has been released. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And do not diss the work of that man in Ready to Rumble because that is an absolute classic. Oh. I love that film. <laughs> um, but David, um, I knew I knew he was part of the Arquette dynasty because mm-hmm. he is part of a really big... Hello, Dinah! <laughs> um, he is part... Oh my God, that's too cute. <laughs> it's too cute. And we're talking about horror, Dinah, and you're making it all cute. <laughs> Middle name is Ghostface Killer, so excellent. So you are a good, you're a good addition to this podcast. Um, I knew his sister because mm-hmm. she's in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, Patricia Arquette, wasn't it? No, Roxanne. No, no. Roxanne Arquette, yeah. You know Patricia from True Romance, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Roxanne. So I didn't know who David was until Scream. Courtney mm-hmm. Cox is obviously mm-hmm. one of you together. Skeech Ulrich. Mm-hmm. Have a clue. Oh. Hey, Dinah. <laughs> Dinah's the true, true star of the podcast this week. <laughs> but, uh, yes. yes. But, uh, 
maybe. Sorry, to, sorry to get distracted there, but yes. Um, That's fine. It's one of them things. Like, see, I would always go back to Scream. I would never like say say I could stay away for it too long. It's always one of the films I always watch during the Halloween period as well. Because like me and you are quite the same when it comes to Halloween. We do go back and like, we, me and Nick, try and watch uh, a, a horror film each day of the month. So it's normally Scream October, and Scream will be um, part of that as well. Like I say, as with Halloween, Jaws, um, she likes all the B movies, like the really bad shark films as well. But um, I love I say, them. There's something so endearing about them. I really love them. I think the most best modern day one that they brought mm-hmm. out was that Meg. Yeah, I thought that oh, was brilliant. brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The Meg. But yeah. if you think about all the films that came after this, I know we've touched on a few of them. Like after the, after Scream, it kind of brought back like the horror genre. Like I know what you did last summer. The Faculty came the, out. It, it, um, it Cherry saved Falls. the horror genre. Yeah, I've Cherry never Falls. Seen Cherry Falls. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not bad. Uh, one of my favorites, Urban Legend, came out after this Love as well. Love that. Don't, very, doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, very clever films that came out. Um, like I say, different twists, but. It kind of give them a different energy because it's rather mm-hmm. than having that steel plodding through and it, this made it vibrant like having a killer that ran i know it doesn't sound much but like a killer that actually chased you down and rather mm-hmm. than just slowly walking after you or having like say a sound effect it kind of like thing and the running theme through the thing i know i mentioned like say the grim reaper so, uh, don't feel the reaper with ski Sheldon, but they're the song, uh, the Nick Cave song, Red, uh, 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 and then my uh, from Pinky Blinders as well. That song is throughout every single film. That is not the yeah. That is not the Pinky Blinders song. That is the Scream song. I remember <laughs> listening when I I've only ever watched the first season of Pinky Blinders. It's mm-hmm. just not for me. But when that song came on, I was like, oh my god, Scream song! I want to watch Scream. <laughs> Turn this off. Put Scream on. I would do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And anything can make me want to go go and jump back into Scream. I have held every every type of version of this film. I've had a dodgy copy. I have mm-hmm. had the VHS copy. I have had the DVDs. Mm-hmm. I have then now got the Blu-rays. And I still have the DVDs mm-hmm. um, in my cupboard, but my Blu-ray is the Scream face. Mm-hmm. And you will never believe how much I actually paid for it. All four films on Blu-ray with a specialised steel Scream mm-hmm. mask face. £6 on eBay. Whoa. Brand new. Right. I get that now. I'm, I, say, I know the Scream one's coming out for, I think it's the 25-year anniversary, which is the scary. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, it, I just feel old. <laughs> it's, it's coming out in October, the Steelbook 4K, so I think that's going to be my next one um, I'm looking to uh, like I say, pre-order. So. I think I might have to get it because it is, it's just... You have to, I have to, I've had every version of it. Why would I not go and get the 4K one? Now I have a 4K telly and a PlayStation 5. There's no excuse. Certainly. No excuse. Um, What was I going to say? Wes Craven. Very much, Talk about yes. Wes Craven for a second. Um, I am not a Freddy fan. Right. I'm sorry to put that out there. Um, I don't Take feel me. bad about it. I'm just not a Freddy fan. Was it, was it the comedy aspect or was it the fact that, like I say, like I say he didn't really like kids? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't scare us. He didn't, right. he didn't scare me like Michael scared me because mm-hmm. the, there's an explanation for Freddy's, for Freddy's dealings and the mm-hmm. way that he, he murdered people. Yeah. There was no explanation when it came to Michael. 
mm-hmm. at all. None. Yeah. And that is the most terrifying thing. Mm-hmm. And this is what Scream changes within the genre is that they they give you that explanation. Mm-hmm. This is exactly why I did it for. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you don't agree with it and you might think it's stupid, but they still give you the explanation. But Freddy, going back to Freddy, does not scare me. If you go and watch Nightmare on Elm Street, it is, it's funny. It's mm-hmm. comedy. It's not horror. It's, it's absolutely the end scene where that mother goes through the letterbox is the funniest shit I have ever seen. I absolutely wet my pants laughing at it when me and Anth watched it a few years ago. Um, but he doesn't scare us. So when Wes Craven's name is attached to this, yeah, just to get us like, prob- like I, I probably should. Mm-hmm. No, certainly. I, I know. I know. One of my, my favorite Freddy films is is always it's always uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three: The Dream Warriors. I always thought that was the more interesting take, and because it was a bit out there, like say the kids in, mm-hmm. um, like say in the in the school, and they're trying to learn how to control the dreams. That that was always quite entertaining. But I think, like say, with Wes Craven, as you said, he was a pioneer in certain things. I know. One of the first, I think, it was his first on the last last house on the left. It's a very uncomfortable watch. We uh, have that on our October list now because mm-hmm. I've been watching Eli Roth's History mm-hmm. of Horror. Mm-hmm. They didn't realise it was a second series out, so mm-hmm. he's doing all about. Well, one of them was houses, monsters, witches. So it's it's breaking down the genre even further than what mm-hmm. he did with the first series. Mm-hmm. And he mentions the last house on the left and. When we listened to the synopsis of that, I was like, that's, I could, mm-hmm. I could watch that. So that's yeah. on my list. I says to Anth, I'll need you in the house for it. And Anth was going, that's not really my type of horror. I said, I need yeah. you in the house. I said, I don't need you to watch it with us. Yeah. I just need you in the house. No, it's, it is an uncomfortable one. It's not an enjoyable film. I, I, I mean, I, I know people might be fans of it. I, it's not one I would be in a hurry to revisit um, just because of the subject matter and say the whole like I say, the infamy that comes with it as well. But it's, again, it's a very, I wouldn't say, it's not very well acted or very well portrayed. <laughs> it's, I'm trying to be as polite as I can with it, really, but it's it's not a film that I think. But, again, going back to, like say, some of the, the, the horror films, you hit on a very good point that I, like I, say, I agree to this day. It's the scariest horror films that don't give reasons why why things happen when they let, mm-hmm. leave it up to you to think about like say the Halloweens and stuff um, and again you never really know why Jason can't die you know it, it's, it sounds strange but it, it, it's that element where they, they bring that thought back to it but with screens yeah. as I said it turns it on your head and mm-hmm. I love the aspect and like say some of even the reasons why they do kill it is silly it's like Stu's when he's like dying on the phone and Sydney's talking to him saying why what about you Billy's got a reason he's got peer pressure I'm very sensitive <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah I mean with with Jason you have an explanation as to why his mum did it yeah but, you do not have an explanation as to why he's come back mm-hmm. and why what what's his urge mm-hmm. is he just ca- like carrying on his mother's legacy or what but mm-hmm. I've I don't know. Um, would Scream really give you a full-on blown, this is my motive mm-hmm. for why I've done it for, and it was something we'd not seen in horror. I know now it's mm-hmm. it's the norm. Yeah, but it's like it's, like, it's kind of like the Scooby. It's kind of like the Scooby Doo moment when they take the mask off them. And go, um, <coughs> I did it because of this, and the kids caught me because of that. Um, but yeah. 
that, that that's what brought it back to again like I say when the unmasking <clears throat> of the killer it, it was kind of like a Scooby Doo moment which was quite entertaining <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but it was I, and to also quote Psycho um, when it comes to the reveal given that Psycho was probably one of the first if not the first slasher film mm-hmm. that killed that has the same kind of concept as Scream in the way that it killed off its main star Mm-hmm. within the first few first few minutes they did the same in Psycho like yeah. Janet Leigh was a big name mm-hmm. and they killed her off in 20 minutes yeah. that was for the time that was huge and Scream had the same effect yeah. with Drew Barrymore certainly and it, it, they didn't overdo the kills as well I know I can say when I can say talking about Scream 4 like the torture mm-hmm. porn and like when it comes with like films later on where it becomes too gory where mm-hmm. this was just simply done, like I say, blood in the right places, like a knife as simple as, like I say, is terrifying. Someone running around without really, I know he had a motive, but just with, with a, without a motive that he could, could work out at that. The randomness made it quite scary. And as you said, it was, it was a classic who done it at first because it did flip through. You thought it was Dewey, you thought it was Henry Winker for, for a few, few moments. The most but, inappropriate principal ever. Yeah. Like, how did he feel he was he? I would have <laughs> smacked his head. If he touched my chin like he did the uh, Sydney's, I would have swiped his hand away. I don't care if you were the Fonz. He was oh. too inappropriate. Oh, I like the Fonz. Um, he can touch me anytime. <laughs> That's fine. But... Uh, <laughs> You can't deny you can't you can't deny the funds. But um what I liked about this as well, because it from the start, from the first moment you met Billy, you thought it was creepy and you thought it's too obvious for him to be the killer. Yeah, definitely. And, and the the played on that and you think, ah, oh, it's gonna be too obvious, it can't be. So it kind of like misdirection as well. And when it turned out to be Billy, it was quite fun with the two killers you, you didn't expect it and it became a bit of a norm that all type of horror films and stuff had to have a twist and do that element. Where, but mm-hmm. I think not many. I think a lot of horrors did it, but not as many done it as well as the first screen. No, no. Do you know that he he was absolutely on the bones of his ass, Kevin Williamson, when he wrote this script. Mm-hmm. It went out to the um, production companies on a Friday. So everyone got a copy of it. All the big studios got a copy of it. By Monday, there was a bit of more on it. It is the most bitted movie that's ever been put out there because mm-hmm. everybody wanted it. They knew what this meant, mm-hmm. especially because the horror genre was on its ass. Yeah. Like it, it needed a revamp. And just to think that Scream was the answer. <laughs> like it's mind-boggling now, given the, the movies that we have now. Yeah. But back then... We didn't, we didn't have a lot. It was either Universal Monsters or mm-hmm. Hammer Horror yeah. or your 70s slashes or the satanic, I love the 70s satanic films. They are some of the best horror films out there. Um, but there was not, or you had the, tra- I mean, a lot of gore mm-hmm. was coming into it around about the 80s as well. And that's when it was getting too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Like say that's when the, like the video nasties and stuff came out. When like said all the mm-hmm. different things start start getting banned. But as you said, with this, it brought a new audience to it as well. It made teenagers want to go to the cinema again. Like mm-hmm. as you said, with you, you and your friends wanted to have a like sleepovers where you watch these type of films. Yeah. Um. Because and we did. 
because <laughs> it was fun. It was fun to be scared again, and it didn't take the piss out of us. Um, I know, as I said, the, when they make the jokes throughout the films, uh, they had like say actors in the thirties playing teenagers, which was always uh, quite uh, quite amusing. Um, but again, it, it was done in a way that. So, to be honest, Scream I wouldn't say is a scary film. It's not a film that like you would jump. Off. It classes it no. It, it classes itself as a horror comedy. That's mm-hmm. what the the it fits itself into is horror comedy, and I totally get it. And um, I love films that will use references, and I know we touched on this earlier, but I love how many references are in here because I feel like they're talking my language mm-hmm. because it's like Heather's. Yeah, I love Heather's because of how they talk is how I would love to be able to talk. <laughs> Some of the stuff that they come out with is absolutely brilliant and it's so quick-witted. I mm-hmm. just wish I was that fast. Yeah. But with Scream, that's my language. Like, yeah. I would, I would movie reference you <laughs> all day. Certainly. And again, that's the same discussions that we have now. Even, mm-hmm. like I say, in the Facebook group, what's your favourite scary film? What What's your yeah. best, like even Scream 2, what's your favourite sequel? Uh, which sequel was better than the original? Where, like I say, not many like say can say that, and you can relate so hard to elements of that. Like I say, I wanted to be Randy, even though he was the weird geeky kid, but he loved films, so I wanted to be Randy. Yeah. Um, and he knew his films. That was it. He knew what he was talking about, and he could back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a smart little, smart little kooky, and he did not deserve to die in the second one. No, I think they realised. I think they realised they made the mistake when they done the whole videotape bullshit and Scream Three. That, <laughs> that was yep. just too weird, and um, it didn't really quite make sense. But uh, again, in a horror film where it's, it's loads of different serial killers take on try and attack one person, Sydney Prescott, for just being a self really. <laughs> yeah, you they really did they really did put Sydney on a pedestal of mine, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Given that you've got four movies in and they're still trying to kill her. Like yeah. there's gotta be some um some God complex going on in her head, like like <laughs> how high and mighty she actually is. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> do you know what it would have been more interesting mm-hmm. to kill her off if they kill her off in the new one? So say he's got the new Drew Barrymore role type thing in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. I've said kill, that yeah so that, kill like, her so, off. Because that's why I wanted to talk about, like, say, leading up to the next one. Because I think it's January. The next Scream Five is going to go out, and it's already mm. been announced. The new ca- the cast is going to be, like, say, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, um, mm. and and like, say, Sydney Prescott, um, Nave Campbell is returning. So, if, in my eyes, two things have to happen. Uh, well, two things could happen that would make this film work and make make it watchable. One, Sydney dies in the first five minutes. Two, yep. Sydney's the killer. Because there's got to be a lot of messed up thoughts going on up in there. I mean, she's had, what, one, two, three, four experiences. Why did I have to count that? I don't know how many <laughs> there is. Um, she's had four experiences of someone trying to kill her. Yeah. But what do you know? They, the time between the third and the fourth, and that's a huge gap when nobody's mm-hmm. trying to kill her. And then she yeah. goes back to Westboro mm-hmm. and... I wouldn't have gone back. I no. would not have gone back. So yeah, I made some dumb choices. That that's the thing. It it doesn't make sense to me that they would scream five is about Sydney again. I know the scream is about to me. I, I, I shouldn't be the Sydney Prescott story. Like 
Halloween wasn't the Laurie Strode story. No. It should, well, be, hmm. it should be the Westboro or uh, about the town and how the towns reacted or the towns changed. That to me is a more interesting tale and saying how, like, how would you like growing up in a town where there's been these mass murders that's happened every so often? Yeah, that's true. I get that. I just, I don't care at this point. Give me all this. Give me all the sequels. I, I, I can't believe it's 2021 and we'll be 2022 and we're getting another screen film. Like I generally thought mm-hmm. that by four it'd be over and done with. Well, to be um, fair, it should, it yeah, it should have been done after three, to be honest. <laughs> well, if we're going to be really fair, it probably should have been done after two because <laughs> yeah. that was that was a bit too far. I mean, um, what was I going to say? Something's just coming to my head. Oh, that was it. Um, in the first one, to have Linda Blair. That was it. Linda Blair yeah. is in the first one. With the crucifixion rings as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> I just I love the little the little cameos that they do and the little nods that they they give to the genre like they're not taking the piss out of it they're fully aware of this like mm-hmm. the status of that they're in they're not trying to mock it yeah 100% I, I really love that about this film and yeah. in this this series you can put it through the whole series because series 3 like series 3 mm-hmm. film 3 Screen three, they're almost taking the piss out themselves like a yeah. lot. Like I said, especially in screen four, that like the start and it's got like three uh, three false starts where they're going through all the different stab six, stab seven. So they are lampooning themselves in a way, and they know they are doing that in in a sense. But um, with my the... screen is getting darker and darker. <laughs> I am looking more spookier and spookier <laughs> as it goes on. Just give me two seconds. Yeah. I'll... I thought me and um, the ring light was plugged in, but it's not. Hang on. That's no, fine. It's like I say, it's it's getting the time of night where it's starting to get. Like Whoa, you bugger! That's bright. Hang on. Cheapers. <laughs> Turn that down a bit. That's better. There we go. I just look like I'm getting more in the crypt as it, as time's going on. Is it getting blacker and blacker? That's <laughs> Bloody hell. But yeah, right. I think you touched on a very good point uh, before, though, when you mentioned about uh, 2022 and we're getting another screen film. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. The reason why I'm more interested now, because like I say, Kevin, I know Kevin will talk about Kevin Williams isn't writing or directing. He's producing, so he's, he's probably just going to get some money from it. It's going to be yes. a complete new, different take. New directors, new viewpoint. But it's not called Scream Five; it's just called Scream. What? Yep. So they're calling it Scream. I've got it right here. I've got the. Oh well. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Brett. So the directors. There's two of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm never going to be able to say that name. Matt Bettinelli Alpin. Mm-hmm. He is behind. Oh my gosh, right, you did Ready or Not? Mm-hmm, yep, brilliant. Uh, Ready or Not, Devil's Jew, South... Oh my God, he did the VHS. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, I have high hopes. I love VHS. Have you ever watched mm-hmm. them? They're so Yeah, the anthology so horror type thing. Yep, absolutely love them, right up my street. And the other guy is called Tyler Gillett. And again, I think he's his writing partner because his credits are Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. Devil's Jew, VHS, yeah. exactly the same as him. So I think it's the, the partners. That is 
that is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm liking that. So, again, what would you say for a Scream? Because, as you said, Scream, when it first came out in 1996, um, Mm -hmm. reinvented the horror genre there. At the moment, we are going through a bit of a lull with the horror genre because we're getting the same stuff. I know uh, we had The Conjuring 3, which I know I was bitterly disappointed about. there's not again not been a horror film recently that I've seen that's jumped out and thing brilliant. So will this be the reinvention, the shot in the arm for the horror genre with it being Scream Six, uh, Scream Five? Sorry. Do you hear that? No. Is it someone saying that they like a scary movie, or is a phone ringing? I would absolutely. <laughs> I would. I would die. No, I've just heard it's that. It must be the wind. I'm just to her. I heard something really weird, and I'm like, I can't put my finger on what it was. Oh, sorry. Um, the horror genre right now. Yeah. And is so it's going to be the kick in the tits that it needs. Yes. Um, and what do you think the scream, the next scream film will be? Because I know, like I said, they can't really move too far away from the hor- like things. But high school, or like I said, even if they don't go through the high school thing, the that type of vibe from the 90s is completely different now, like say with everything that's happened like say, in the world with the pandemic, um, are they going to incorporate the pandemic as an aspect or is everyone going to be wearing a mask in it? <laughs> <laughs> They're just probably going to bypass it. Um, like a lot of people are, are doing. Um, I don't know when it comes down to Scream 5. I, I think they'll stick to the the DNA that runs through it. Mm-hmm. And that one, I, I would like to think that Sydney would be um, taken out or be the one to take out people, but I don't think it's that ambitious. Yeah. I don't think they think along the same lines as we do. Right. Um, but so I don't, I don't know where I think, I think she's going to have kids given the cast I've just seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to play a major part in it. It's like almost a Prescott family fuck up right because you've got a you've got a cousin you've got a mom who has a very sketchy past ish kind of yeah feel a bit sorry for her but still a bit sketchy um and then you've got her i don't i generally don't know when it comes to me trying to think of what i want it to be it it doesn't it never really matters because it never goes the way that i would like it to anyway yeah um but don't think i personally think the horror genre at the moment isn't as stale as what you might think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of promise when it comes to like um, Bloomhouse at the moment. I'm thoroughly like I'm thoroughly enjoying what they're putting out, and I'm liking that kind of horror. Yeah. Um, we'll probably get into this in, in another podcast, but Happy Death Day one and two. Mm-hmm. Fucking love them. I think they're absolutely fantastic. It is exactly the kind of slasher I love is mm-hmm. a bit funny. When this is, comes down to Scream, Scream's the same. Like, yeah. it's funny. Well, we've it's... watched something recently as well, and we've both really enjoyed it. The Fear Street, and I think the Fear Street lends, like, especially the first part, lends so much to the Scream uh, films. It basically, to me, it felt like a quite like a, quite a lot of a homage. I know then when you go to part, uh, part two, it becomes more like the Friday the 13th. And then with part three, it becomes like something from The Witch, um, like the feeling to it. Um, like I say, all the different elements. But again, 
films that's coming out, modern day films still have, as, as I said, the DNA of that screen give us back, mm-hmm. back nearly 25 years ago, um, which is mental when you think about it. Like I say, for, for a little it horror is. film that, um, again, with the basic storyline of just basically someone dressing up and wanting to like, kick the, the, hack the shit out of uh, people that upset them and stuff like that. Because like I say, there was always an order and stuff when it turned out. Um, we found out, like, like you say, Steve, uh, no, sorry, Stu was dumped by, uh, like I say, Casey's uh, um, character. So that's why she went first. And then, like I say, people went on. But I'll, I just hope, like I say, in my opinion, that it's not a, a complete rehash of what we've seen before. Keep the, yeah, keep the ideas there, but give us something a little bit different, something a bit more to chew on. Give me... Give me two seconds because I'm now going green. Two minutes. Right, that's better. <laughs> Trying to piss around with a bloody ring light to get the light right, and I'm going greener and greener. Right, there we go. I'm back. Sorry. That's um, fine. what were we talking about? Oh, that's right, scream. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, who is the because I know that the Weinstein brothers won't have anything to do with this one so no. do we know who's taken over don't know don't know um, um, who owns it because I, I know like I said like, Miramax did yeah because the TV show went to Netflix so I don't know if it's and I don't think it's a Netflix film so this will be going straight to the cinema but again I've not really heard yeah. anything it could be again, this, like be Fox or well, not Fox now. It could be like say, um, oh, it's um, it's Paramount. 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 No, Paramount. Distributor Paramount. is Paramount, mm-hmm. which shocks me a little bit. I didn't think it would be a Paramount kind of film, but okay. Um, yeah, because Miramax is definitely, definitely not involved in this one. Mm-hmm. There is um, I don't know if you've ever seen this before, or if you're even sad enough to watch all of the credits of Scream. The first one but there is a little diss at the end of the right. credits um, so Wes Craven um, had, a, had a lot of difficulty with the Santa Rosa City School District Governing Board mm-hmm. the restrictions that they're trying to put on them while filming in the school was absolutely unreal to the point where they ended up going to another school who trapped them very respectfully um, and they did the same to them and it worked out for the best but at the end of the film it says, the filmmakers wish to thank the city of Hedsburg, Frank Orkin, and the Santa Rosa Doubletree Hotel, Shanry Green, and the Sonoma County Film Commission, Film Finances Incorporated, the Sonoma Committee Center, Marco Karen and Nicholas at Cabanquia, and then it says, and no thanks whatsoever to the Santa Rosa City School District Governing Board. Oh dear. <laughs> that is literally on the end credits of the film. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious that Wes Craven got a little dig mm-hmm. in because the difficulties that they had with that board was unreal. There was hundreds of documentaries, hundreds of videos on YouTube about the making of Scream, all the background information on Scream. There's even one that I watched last night and I love the guy so much. Everything wrong with Scream in 16 seconds or less. All right. And he literally blitzes through the film and 
gives points for every sin as he classes them and it was he does them for loads of films but i watched the screen one last night because he does really just blitz through the film so it kind of like i was prepared <laughs> without watching it done <laughs> so the cheat notes type thing <laughs> pretty much yes i cheated my way through my notes um but yeah he really he it didn't do as bad as scream two three and four let's put it that way I don't care. When it came down to sin cameras. <laughs> yes. But that's the thing. I, 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 as you said before, there's Rotten Tomato scores quite good for, like I say, the slasher genre. I know there's not many horror mm-hmm. films I, I get there. It was a clever film. Like I say, it made all the right jokes at the right time. And it, it said all these things that people do, like we joke about on a day-to-day basis. When people hear a noise, they go and investigate. Who fucking investigates? You get out of the house, you you, you hide. Um, like I say, when you're getting chased, you don't run upstairs to your bedroom or run the basement. You you get out of there. Uh, you try and, like I say, and as we're screaming at the TV, they were doing it the same. So it was, um, like I say, the it was the Jamie, yeah. It was Jamie Kennedy shouting at Jamie Lee Curtis to get out, turn around, and you're screaming... Do the fucking same yourself, Randy. Turn around. Get out. <laughs> it was just brilliantly timed. And his whole rules of horror films was still to this day is something that we all should be acting upon. <laughs> we all follow type thing. Because it is, it is true. Yes. Um, and a lot of horror films these days, I, I know they try and break rules and stuff, but they still follow the same rules and that's always the entertaining part. Uh, you know what's going to happen. Uh, you can guess within the first five minutes who's going to die, who's going to live, and that's the one thing I'll always love about Scream. You mm-hmm. did not know who was going to make it out of that film. No, later, on, later, later on you did. You, after the second and third, you knew exactly uh, yeah. who the survivors were, <laughs> who weren't. You started, you started to see the pattern. Um, and it would be great in the next one if they broke said pattern. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's not Sydney, mm-hmm. Gail, or yeah. a na- eventually killing Dewey. Oh, oh he has Jesus to die. Christ, that man should be dead how many times over now? Yeah, he's got his like a human pin cushion, bless him. <laughs> Well, apparently, according to the IMDb trivia of Scream, he was meant to die in the first one. He wasn't right. meant to come back. But they said the chemistry that they saw between the two of them, because you've got to remember at the time they were not together. Mm-hmm. They got together off the back of this film, so mm-hmm. their chemistry was completely and utterly genuine, and they loved it so much. They were like, oh, you can't, we can't, we can't <laughs> kill them off. We're going to have to bring them back. Yeah. And that's what they did and kept on doing and <laughs> he just didn't <laughs> die. <laughs> um, but Courtney Cox's hair did quite a lot. Them hairstyles were, especially in Scream 3, bloody hell. <laughs> what was she thinking? She had um, red streaks in Scream 2 as well. So wasn't... That wasn't too bad. I get that because I had the same hairstyle because it was Marilyn Manson's Mechanical Animals and album where he had the black and red streaks through, did exactly the same. It was a bit fucked up, but I did do exactly the same. So I get that hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but the third one with the fringe, oh my gosh, what was she thinking? I love, I love the little in-jokes as well that they did for Scream, like um, like the bit where uh, I think Gail Weathers was talking about nude pictures that were put on. She was like, that was my head stuff and Jennifer Anderson's body and stuff. I thought that, them little <laughs> elements, them little... That, it's letting us in on the joke, which I say, which Deadpool pretty much brought the rules with later on. But uh, yeah, it's like elements like well, that. The, the way where, where she says you, you're acting like you're in a Wes Carpenter film. 
it's just genius. Oh. I thought that was such a homage, like a, such a lovely homage to the two of them. Um, and then having Wes Craven in the film, which I <laughs> I love it, but why did he have to wear the obvious Freddy jumper and <laughs> hat and he's a janitor? Mm-hmm. That don't make more sense. We don't, if you know who the man is, you don't need that kind of subtlety. I just think he was just having fun with that. So <laughs> I let, let him have that. There's, like I said, there's, there's not many things he could probably have fun with, but he, he went he, he went to town and had fun with that one. So. Well, not now, Paul, because he's dead. Yes. So okay. another one. <laughs> another one. We'll, we'll, make, we'll, make a, we'll make a section on the podcast, Sam's obituaries. <laughs> yep, but he died in 2015. And I do remember... The, the sadness throughout the, the horror community online because mm. he isn't he like for all I don't like Freddy he's still people's like first horror film that they saw and yeah. they still kind of hold it to regard and and I get that like he was a master of mm-hmm. of the Sasha genre not yeah. my master but he was a master certainly no I don't know much more to say about Scream. Like say, other than no, like, say, I, I generally do love this film, and um, it's got good memories because of mm-hmm. how I came across it, and um, and I remember the obsession. I know, um, probably shouldn't say this, but I even ripped it off once for one of my English work at, at school, where I actually did take the story of Scream when we asked to write a story. So that's cool. <laughs> A bit of plagiarism back in your uh, day, yeah. yeah. Anything to get 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 away with school, but uh, no. I... It's it's hard just to simply talk about Scream without jumping into the slasher genre, mm-hmm. because guys, that is the next thing that we're doing is the slasher genre, mm-hmm. and I am keen buzzing about it. Um, because it, it it does it 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 falls under the umbrella, mm-hmm. and it's difficult not to start to try and compare it and talk about the impact that that had on it going forward. Mm-hmm. So, so, it's, so basically there's two elements of the slasher genre really that's like before Scream and after Scream. Mm-hmm. If you watch them back and see that there is a complete difference to how they operate. And I know the slasher Sorry, genre... I've just thought of something. <laughs> Sorry. Before Scream and After Scream, BS and ES. Oh, God. Oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's tickled my funny bone. <laughs> <laughs> BS and ES, I love it. But yeah, um, but like I say, we'll probably sorry. go more into that into the next episode. <laughs> yes, BS and ES. That's what the, the episode's going to be called, Before Scream and After Scream. But um, because we thought that because we thought next week with it being a special date on the Friday, so we haven't had one of these in a while. Friday the thirteenth, we are going to try and do a a recording. It might come out on, like, say, Saturday the fourteenth. The fourteenth. But we will record it on the thirteenth. Have you had anything bad happen to you on the thirteenth? No, no, touch wood. Like I said, it's one of them things. I used to live next to a graveyard, so it wasn't really too bad for me. I have a, I'm, I'm, I, my birthday is the 13th and I have had a Friday the 13th birthday a few times. One time I got my fingers fractured off a boy at school, dickhead. Um, and another time I got a jelly band glitter in my eyes and had to be taken to hospital to have them cleaned out. 
Well, we'll have only two occasions. That we'll I, about, I was going to say we'll talk about that a bit more next week. Um, that would be nice. I mean, I shouldn't probably have said that's just ruined content for next week. Really, <laughs> hasn't, hasn't it? Bloody hell! No, I'm no. on it today. Bless you. That was but, fun. Um, the Scream film is incredibly special to us. Um, I'm loving the fact that we're now 25 years on. We're still talking about it. There's still a mass amount of merch coming out, mm-hmm. and this they even brought out stab merch yep. you can get very own stab t-shirt stab um collectibles i think that is absolutely brilliant that they've brought the film without the, within the film <laughs> and made its own merchandise i think it's great i think in 25 years time we'll still be talking about how much of a classic this yeah. is oh 100% i don't think it'll ever go away it'll be one of them like say where you talk about like say the original halloween um like i said yeah. it'll be up there with them type of films and we've got that to look forward to as well in october halloween kills so uh, that, that'll be an interesting one but uh, yes go like i say if you've listened i hope you have enjoyed what we've talked about like i say if, if you've got a different opinion or if screen well, that's what i was, I was- just about to say that normally I would have put this at the beginning, but remember everyone, these opinions are just our own. There's no need to come for us. We're more than happy to have a conversation with you about it. We do not need any form of toxic behavior within our comments or brought onto our Facebook page. So there you go. Should have said that at the beginning, but I'm putting it in now. Don't worry. Well, that's not about the Facebook page. That is grown ex- ex- uh, so much at the moment. I was trying to try and say that, but I didn't, didn't Exponentially. Quite um, so close to 2,800 members at the moment, and um, it just keeps growing each day. And um, it's just fun. Like, say, I know it sounds strange, but like, say, the conversations and people are starting to like make friendships now, which is something that I never thought would happen. So I'm really excited. I think it, exactly. I've made a, a bunch of friends in there, like minded people who live on my doorstep who I would never have known about. If it wasn't for this group, I love that if I'm having a really shit day at work and I take a couple of seconds and go on my phone, I know fine well the minute I jump on Facebook, I'm I'm going to be met with a, like friendly comments and people having a conversation about the stuff that I love. And it honestly warms us so much. Like I'm not trying to get gushy over here, but <laughs> it really does warm my very cold heart that... The, the, everyone's getting on like there's a there's not a lot of toxicity mm-hmm. within this group and it is fantastic i love it well done paul well done <laughs> thank you like i said don't forget if you ever want to join it's called the uh it's called the facebook community again and i keep doing it and uh, <laughs> i think we should just change it to <laughs> facebook community <laughs> uh, potentially uh facebook probably <laughs> would shut us down for that then uh, nerdy up yeah north. most likely <laughs> Nerdy Up North community, like I say, we're on Instagram uh, to search Nerdy Up North. Um, like I say, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, like I say, we're going to be on Spotify. Uh, well, we're on Spotify, but this episode will be up a little bit later on there. Also on uh, iTunes, again, rate, uh, like, comment. Uh, the more likes we get, the more, like I say, people might get to listen to us or uh, tell us we're shit. Depends on <laughs> how, how the like. <laughs> You know, we want to hear, like, we want to know where we're going right, where we're going wrong, and just let us know. We're not scared. We're big, we're big boys and girls. We can take it. Cool. And I've got a question before we go ended there, Sam. What's your favourite scary gonna, you're movie? You're not going to want to know the answer. You're not going to want to know the answer because <laughs> I'll be off on one. Um, do you really want an answer? Yep. Go on. Go for it. 
Dolly Dearest. Dolly Dearest. Bitch. Yeah, what's your favourite scary movie, Paul? So Halloween. It always will be. It always has a place in my heart. But yes, uh, we had asked the question before we had a go. Um, so thank you again for tuning in. Again, like I said, thank you as much for joining us and yep. I hope you've enjoyed. And same back time, same back channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.